This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Bob Fulton, board president of Frontier Pathways Scenic Byway. Bob, welcome back to the program. Well, thanks, Gary. Glad to be here again. And under full disclosure, you had about a two-block walk to get here, I suspect. You bet, in the, <laughs> in the uh, snowy streets of Westcliff. <laughs> it always worries me when the buzzards are up in that tree look overlooking your house there. Well, they're kind of waiting for me to pass along, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Now, Frontier Pathways is part of the Federal America Byways Program. What is the program? How did it get started? Give us a little background. Background on the Scenic Byway Program in the United States uh, started back in, uh, let's see, I believe it was uh, late 80s, 89, I believe, and as part of the Transportation Surface Transportation Act. And our Colorado Byway started soon after in uh, in 1992, I believe it was. And so, and our Frontier Pathways Byway started in 94. Colorado is a very scenic place. How many scenic byways are in the state? Right now, there are 26. And uh, we are one of 11 national scenic byways, which... Uh, that designates the certain byways that have national significance, historically speaking, or dramatic scenery. And then I'm happy to say I just read yesterday that we have two more Colorado byways that have been added to the National Scenic Byways. Ah. Our neighbor to the south, the Highway of Legends, it goes from Walsenburg via La Vida and down to Trinidad, beautiful byway if, if you, uh, anybody hadn't done that, and also the Silver Thread Byway, which goes from South Fork over to Gunnison. Hmm. That Highway 12 that you mentioned, uh, the Spanish Peaks, the Lacoliths and the dikes that come off of there, spectacular. If, if you haven't made that drive, that's a, that's a great one too. It is. Uh, remind folks where, what roads are included, what the geography is of the uh, Frontier Pathways. Yeah, good question. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, our byway goes from Pueblo and along Highway 96 up here to Westcliff, and then it doubles back down to McKenzie Junction and goes south on 165 up over Bigelow Divide by Bishop's Castle down through Rye in Colorado City. So basically it's a wishbone shape. It's 103 miles long and uh, very diverse topography going from the, the plains around Pueblo and climbing up over the mountains and into Westcliff. And what we have here, of course, everyone knows, and then through the wet mountains, which is a beautiful drive. That is quite varied when you go from here down to Pueblo. Uh, now, you have a background, I know, in historic restoration. Uh, as I drive into Pueblo, I, I noticed the Goodnight Barn uh, has had a lot of work. Is that open to the public? Do you know? Yeah, good question, Gary. Thanks for bringing that up. Goodnight Barn is super significant, and that's probably one of the main reasons as well that that we are a national scenic byway. Uh, the Goodnight uh, Barn, uh, which by our byway has helped with seed money to get that restored, and it has been completely restored. It finished uh, last year, and uh, it will be open for tours and for public events 
of course, you know, with the COVID thing. So anyway, it's a beautiful work, beautiful job that was done on it and very prominent right there. And, and the long range plan and goal for that, it's owned by the city of Pueblo now and that whole area there, which used to be a gravel quarry, will be an addition to the Pueblo parks there. And the significance of the uh, Goodnight Barn, it, it, I, as I understand, that's the only remaining structure from the from the ranch. Of course, it's on the uh, Goodnight Loving Trail, uh, where uh, Charles Goodnight and uh, and his partner Loving drove their cattle from Texas up to uh, Montana. I believe is where they caught the railroad, and uh, and of course they also had ties to the Beckwiths here in the valley. So mm-hmm. it has strong ties to our our valley uh, history here. So, Bob, as I think about the scenic byway, it's actually a pretty good COVID activity. Uh, a lot of it's driving and a lot of it's scenery, so you can be pretty isolated, even though I'm sure a few spots are actually closed along the way. Very specifically, and we saw this in the past year with the uh, COVID situation, is uh, so so many of us have not been able to do our normal or planned travels, especially internationally and very far away from home. So, so with, with uh, our, our neighbors around the state having to or desiring to stay closer to home has really uh, brought our, you know, our, our great byway system uh, in, in, in favor because it allows people to look and, uh, online and, and choose a byway and, uh, throughout our state and and I want to put put a plug in for our uh, Colorado Scenic Byway out of Denver, who has a great Facebook page, and they work on it every day. So if you want a desire to go to or have a desire to go to uh, an area of Colorado, check that out first, and you'll you can uh, plan plan your route, and then also the destination, uh, what what's going on along those scenic byways, and we've we saw that uh, definitely here last summer people coming in from from the front range and around the state. What are a few of your favorite sites along that 100 plus mile wishbone? Oh, I have a few of them, but uh I I, I really enjoy the the drive from Pueblo up to uh to Wetmore, you know, the the rolling hills and the uh, juniper trees and then Jackson Hill stage stop. Uh, you cannot see it from the byway, but it's right there where the where you go on Jackson Hill, the steep hill going at the Pueblo County and Custer County line, mm-hmm. and just off of the um, hi- highway there at the near that uh, overhead water pipe, it's the uh-huh. old Jackson Hill stage stop, which was the stage stop for coming from up to the valley to the gold gold fields. And, and we've all passed that hundreds of times mm-hmm. over the years, yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Bob, what's the charge of Frontier Pathways Scenic Byway? You've you've got a, a group that works with it. What are the sorts of things you work on? Thank you. Uh, you know, we're all volunteers, and uh, our uh, mission for the byway is to number one, protect uh, as much as we can the scenic significance of the byway. We have participated in the past when situations have come up along the byway that uh, maybe would have had a, a, a negative effect on that and also to to promote it and and also to the help our businesses that are along the byway by bringing visitors here to uh, spend their money and uh, that's basically basically it do you have a descriptive pamphlet that uh, describes the various sites along the route 
Yes, we just have a brand new one, which is the, at the uh, pre- publisher now, the printer rather, and uh, it's, it'll be out here pretty soon. And it's very thorough, and it uh, has all the scenic and historic spots th- along the whole 103-mile byway. We are visiting with Bob Fulton, who is the president of Frontier Pathways Scenic Byway. Are you able to collaborate with other groups with similar missions or similar turf? Yes, Gary. Uh, we we will we have worked and, and continue to work with our the chambers of commerce and the, and the tourism entities and along the byway, which is basically Pueblo and Westcliff and. Uh, and uh, the Greenhorn uh, Chamber down in uh, Colorado City and Rye. Okay. Last time you were here, which has been uh, quite a while, you were working on a corridor management plan, and I think you've completed that. Remind us what that was all about. The corridor management plan we did complete last year. We are required to maintain our, our byway status uh, in the state and nationally to do a, update our management plan each 10 years, every 10 years. And so we just completed it uh, last year, and and it basically says what uh, identifies what we have done and what we have on the drawing board. As folks drive out of town on ninety six, about mile marker uh, between three and four is a a plot that's part of your bailiwick. Remind us about that, and uh, what's the status? Yes, that's our going to be our new scenic overlook, and the status is. Well, and that's on our on our buck our goal this year to, to get people into there, and that's going to be a, a formative, welcome welcome spot for visitors to pull off the highway, and start taking their pictures pictures. As we know, you've seen lots of people taking their photographs uh, along the highway there, which is dangerous. So this will get them off, and then also to be able to have the uh, interpretive panels and uh, information about our our community. As I drive in from uh, Silvercliff Ranch, about mile marker six, a lot of folks pull off the road to take pictures, and there aren't any really good places. And mile marker three is the mountains loom large there. Last time we talked, we also talked about uh, some of the buses that we see in the valley. I know you've done that over time. Are there plans to do that, or is that tough in the time of COVID? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's still um, uh, very active behind the scenes, making plans for when it will be safe for uh, people to gather on on a bus, and then maybe we'll change it. Uh, it may be a, a self-driving, but with a with a docent uh, tour guide, if you will. Uh, very very popular a couple of years ago, and then of course last year we had them planned, scheduled, to, and. It all came to a halt. <laughs> As we record this, we've just gotten the results of the Spirit Campaign, and you're, you're part of that uh, organization. was pretty successful for you? Yes, we had, we had some uh, nice nice donations, not as much as we'd like, of course, but uh, we would thank everybody who did uh, contribute to the Spirit Campaigns for our byway. Thank you. One thing I've just seen in the paper is that y- you and your organization are working on EV stations. Tell us about how that came to be. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Gary. The byway program in, the, in our state feel that's very important, and we we are uh, on our byway. We're basically, especially here in Westcliff, we are a dead zone, as they call it, for the electronic vehicles. And as we're most of us are aware, the, uh, we're seeing more and more electric vehicles, so they're going to need a place to fuel up 
per se, and we and we we only have really one public space right now, and that's our RV park, which is uh, not a traditional type uh, charging station. So the Colorado Scenic Byway, in partnership with the Colorado Energy Office, is uh, making it very lucrative for businesses and municipalities to put in uh, EV charging stations. And so I made a presentation uh, last week to the Westcliff trustees, and and they have put their uh, blessings on it. So we're working toward that, and hopefully we'll have our dead zone uh, designation uh, cleared up and plugged up, per se, uh, this summer. So we're happy about that, very happy. So That's that way we'll be listed as a an, an EV-friendly byway. That sounds like a, a milestone to uh, check off your list for, for sure. Uh, how can people get more information? Uh, is there, do you have a website or a Facebook page? Yes, have, have, have both. Have, have uh, FrontierPathways.com and then also our Facebook page, Frontier Pathways. Bob, as we are short of time, what have we missed? Any final thoughts? Like the other nonprofits in town, we I'm the only representative in Westcliff right now, so anybody in our listening area, we also have Jim Little from Wetmore is on our board, and the other three board members are in Pueblo. Then we're looking for board members in Colorado City and Rye, and also anybody who's interested in um, travel and, and history of our valley and, and want to have a fun group. We don't uh, have a whole, whole lot of things uh, that we make you do, but if you have passionate about something, if you're interested in joining our board, feel free to get a hold of me or any of our board members or through our, through our uh, website. Bob, thanks for stopping by and sharing the latest on uh, Frontier Pathways. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate you having me. And I know I speak for Bob and his board when I say that get out and enjoy those routes. Uh, there's a lot of history there, a lot of scenery, some very cool things. Yeah. My name's Gary, and we've been visiting with Bob Fulton, president of Frontier Pathways. And we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 